Welcome to the G-Men Fantasy Football Podcast, with a special focus, as always, on the Family Matters Fantasy Football League. We'll discuss all things NFL. This is NFL Week 13 Review. I'm joined here with with the G-Men, Paul Governelli. This is Steve Cole, your host. We are down to G-Men. They're off working and taking care of stuff. I think they're working at Santa's Workshop, getting all the gifts ready for sometime later this year, maybe the 25th. Yes, I think that is. Um, it's a busy, busy day. We're recording on December third, twenty nineteen. Happy birthday, John! You had a good week, so Doctor Feel Good. Doctor Feel Good. That's the way to be. So, let us jump right into NFL Week Thirteen in review. Paul, we did today Thanksgiving episode, and we had three games we talked about there. Um, why don't you give us a rundown of those three games, and we'll see what everybody picked. Yeah, that was exciting and to uh, kind of a lot of the league members came together on Thursday and kind of, you know, commiserated and talked about different things. But um, we did like, I mean, you guys may have heard that Thursday, we did a little special segment uh, just to revisit. We had the Bears beating the Lions 24-20. Uh, Lions are down to their third string quarterback, uh, Blow, Blau, however you want to pronounce it. Um, <laughs> exactly. You know, not, didn't actually look too bad. Um in fact, Kenny Galladay had a big performance, got about like a 70-yard touchdown for them. But in the end, the Bears are a little bit too much for the Lions there. Um, one of the big, uh, you know, not necessarily a surprise, I think a lot of us may have picked the Bills this week, but, um, you know, for the nation, a lot of people are talking about how the Cowboys lost to the Bills 26-15. to uh, I think that makes the Cowboys 0-5 this season against winning teams, which is not a good thing because... Again, you go to you make it to the playoffs. Guess what? Everybody you play is pretty darn good, so that doesn't uh, look good for the Cowboys right now. But the Bills, I think, what they're up to like eight and eight and three or nine and three, something like that. And the Bills are nine and three. Yeah, nine and three. I and have, I have on this list that the Cowboys are six and six. Yeah, the Cowboys are six and six, but they're still winning their division as of now. Yes. So they they would right. make the playoffs. Okay. Um, but the Bills again, nine and three. That's darn good. They're actually right on the Patriots' tail for the NFC East yes, now or AFC East. AFC. So. I mean, there's some people thinking because, you know, as we'll get into later, the Patriots didn't look that great this week. If the Patriots, you know, continue to not play great, maybe the Bills catch them in that division. I don't know. It's I think it's been like 20 years since the Patriots have lost that division or something like that. It feels like that. Well, we, we, and, we um, wouldn't think of that at the beginning of the season for sure. But right now, you're right. There's some hints so, of that. That's a possibility. Yeah, so we'll have to see what happens there. Um, and then, you know, Sunday night's game. When according to plan, like we thought, the the Saints were victorious over the Falcons, twenty six to eighteen, closer game than we thought. Actually, right. you know, closer thinking game. back at it, the Vic or the Falcons really gave them a gave them a heart uh, tussle there at the end. I think they got like three onside kicks in a row. I think one of them they got it, but then they, they made them re kick it because they said somebody was offsides. Well, sure enough, they kick it again. They get it again, which is. Un- and yeah, they totally score, unusual, right? and then that they happen. and then they get it again, and then they were unable to score. Their offense kind of let them down there, which, which, which you know, you hope when you get the onside kick, your offense is going to put yourself in a position to to get the touchdown. But they weren't able to do that. But then again, there we go. The Saints continue to kind of roll. You know, they're they're right up there at the top of the NFC, um, fighting for that buy uh, pick. <coughs> um, the Saints right now. Looking at some of the rankings. I think they're probably the two seed. 
Yeah, I was going to mention this. I guess we'll get into it, but we might as well no, mention right, it now. Okay, I think if I if I got it off the right web, website, Saints are first seed. Interesting. I know Over that the Seahawks, which I, I didn't think that would be. Well, right. well, I know one of the main things people have been talking about has how the Niners went from being the one seed to now they're the five seed because um, with them losing this week to Baltimore, which we'll get into in a bit. And the Seahawks winning, they're both ten and two. Right. And Seattle beat the Niners head to head, so they're ahead of them. So, and you can't have the two teams from the same division as the buys. So, right. as we saw last year, when really the two teams with the best records were the Chiefs and the Chargers um, in the AFC. But uh, based on the way that works, the Chargers had to go play a wild card game. So as of right now, the Niners will be playing the Cowboys, which you know maybe they don't mind too much because the Cowboys haven't looked that good. But still, that's tough to. Go from having home field advantage to now I got to right. go on the road and do right. some things like that. So we're kind of seeing that be interesting. Um, moving on to Sunday, uh, we saw the Titans won thirty-one to seventeen over the Colts. Uh, Ryan Tannehill has been playing really well for the Titans. Um, some people are wondering that he might be sort of the guy they they continue to roll with going forward the next year. We'll have to see what they do there. Mariota is nowhere to be seen. Um, a lot of people are wondering what his next steps are. We've we've kind of discussed this a little bit on the podcast. Mm-hmm, Joe mm-hmm. seemed to be really high on Mariota, hoping that he kind of landed in a good spot. But then the Colts, you know, a little bit of surprise, a little of a letdown for them, you know, not performing this week like you would anticipate. They're kind of, again, putting themselves in jeopardy. They were kind of in the conversation to make a, a playoffs in the AFC, but, you know, now they're they're kind of putting themselves out of it. No, um, not, yeah. Right now, I think the Steelers have kind of emerged as that second wild card team behind the Bills, which is kind of an interesting story we'll get into in a minute. Um, but one of the big stories this week we'll have to go into now, uh, there's no longer a winless team in the NFL. The Bengals beat the Jets 22-6. to Yes, yes. But are they, okay, are they still in line for first pick? Yeah, see, the funny thing is... So they're like, I can win now, and it won't affect. Right. They won... <laughs> And but they had a bit of a cushion because no one else had one win. I believe everyone else had at least two wins. Yeah, I think so. Um, obviously, we had the, that last week. I think now, but the one thing to con- consider is now the Jets, who I think have maybe two or three wins. Um, if the Bengals continue to win, maybe they could pass up the Jets because they do have the tiebreaker over them now, right? But I don't know. I mean, we also see it. We'll get into it in a minute. The Redskins won this week, twenty nine twenty one over the Panthers. Definitely the biggest upset of the week. I know I was really confident the Panthers were going to win. I picked them in my survivor pool. Um, unlucky there. Uh, they actually had a chance late to try and tie the game. Uh, they had the ball like the one-yard line, two-yard line, and they weren't able to get it in you know, for the Panthers. Um, but, again, the really the story of that game was their inability to stop the run. Darius Geis had like 150 yards and two touchdowns, and, and Adrian Peterson also had almost 100 yards. So, I mean, they just couldn't stop the run, which is weird. You know, they have the best running back. We talk about Christian McCaffrey, but they couldn't stop the run this week against right. against the Redskins, who had a little bit more life. We've been kind of clowning on them the last few weeks, talking about selfies and things with their quarterback. But they were able to get in the win column this week. And, and you know, such an upset that the Panthers actually, today, they fired their coach. I don't know. Oh, it's just going to ask. Yeah. I thought that's what I, 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 I don't know. I, I, again, it, when they when you fire a coach, it's not over one game, obviously. But 
Um, a little interesting. I saw some discussion. It's not terrible. Well, before this game, they were kind of in that hunt to try and make it into the playoffs right. uh, conversation. This game kind of like eliminated them from that discussion. So it was almost like maybe they waited until they were eliminated to make that decision. Maybe it was something they had planned on doing for a while now. Well, I think you I, start to speculate. I saw, I saw the headline, and I, and I don't remember the exact numbers, but they put up the coach's wins, losses over his, his lifetime with the Panthers, and it was almost 50-50. You know, so it wasn't like yeah. we made, okay, we lost a bunch at the beginning when I came on board, but we're really building some momentum. It seemed like they've been just kind of stagnant. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's, he's never, they've never been bad. Um, with right. him, really, I think maybe last year they were down, but um, it was a little surprising to me because you could look at this year as kind of like a weird year where he's dealing with Cam Newton's pretty much been out all year, and he's been dealing with really the back quarterback Kyle Allen, who had a really hot streak at one point, but kind of has faded as of late. But um, I, I was definitely a surprise if you were to make me say, "Oh, somebody's going to get fired today," um, who is it going to be? Did. I wouldn't have picked Ron Rivera. Right. And and it would not shock me if he gets another job here um, soon, within the next year or two. You know, other uh, a little options. The Red, aren't they Redskins? Redskins are looking for a job. Or? Well, they're gonna probably hire I mean, somebody in the offseason. That guy, but. Well, you never know. I mean, the point being is that he has a decent track record. He's respected in the league. Yeah. Like somebody may give him another shot. Um, it's kind of a weird one. Again, we talk about like the team wasn't that bad, so it must have just been they're looking for just a. A complete change. I, I, straw that broke the camel's back. Somebody just said, "Okay, this, if this happens, we're going to let him." Yeah, go. I mean, maybe this means that uh, you know. they're looking to move on from Cam Newton, and so they want to kind of a, a fresh, clean slate altogether. I don't know, or maybe this means they're they're committing to Cam Newton, and they're going to bring in somebody who can better fit his offensive. You know, needs. I mean, maybe they're looking at the success of the Ravens and like, man, we got to bring in. You know what? That's an interesting concept. Maybe they look to bring in one of the Ravens, like the Ravens offensive coordinator, and and say, hey, can you build that offense rebuild, with Cam? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Again, this is all speculation, but things to kind of consider. It felt a little weird to hear that this morning, but um, you know, so we go from one team that's struggling, firing their coach. Again, we just mentioned the Ravens. Speaking of them, they he had a big win this week, twenty to seventeen over the Forty ers Yes. And you know, some people kind of looking at maybe as a as a Super Bowl preview. Again, it's so early, and so many different factors have to play into the playoffs. But again, two of the teams who have been performing at the best lately, for sure. But Jackson, okay. So if I'm looking, I'm looking at some of the stats I got in front of me. And Garoppolo had 165 five yards with one touchdown. Jackson had had 105 yards with one touchdown. But that's the passing on the rush. Jackson's right up there, uh, 18 attempts. He, he scored a touchdown. He's just covering both sides of the well, game there. Well, this game was kind of, you know, the stats are going to be a little deceiving. It was a good game, but it was a raining game. Um, that's going to derail some of the high-output offensive numbers that we've been seeing. Plus, both these teams are great defenses, so it's going to be a battle. Um, I know from a fantasy perspective, I had Tevin Coleman got me mm-hmm. one point in this game. Kittle only had three. So there wasn't a ton of fantasy stars in this matchup. I know Hollywood Brown for Nick only had a point. Um, so really, this was kind of just a battle, gritted out battle. And in the end, the Ravens were able to get it done. They have one of the best, maybe the best kicker in the league. Nick would say he is definitely the best kicker. And um, so when you get in these... Yeah, but I mean, a but lot of people, a lot of people would, a lot of people would agree with him. So Justin Tucker, he's he's pretty automatic. So you know, when you're on these teams, if you can keep it close, you have the advantage with the kicker for sure. 
Um, so yeah, that that was definitely an interesting game, kind of going forward, looking you know speculating towards what the Super Bowl matchups. But you know, teams that aren't going to make the Super Bowl, we got the Buccaneers this week beating the Jaguars twenty eight to eleven. Yeah, but they're... one of the interesting uh, storylines in this game was that Nick Foles got benched at one point. Um, so they started with Nick Foles, they fell down like twenty two to nothing. Then they brought Minshew back in. He, you know, gave them a little bit of life. Um, they got eleven points, and then they had another time they were in the red zone at one point and they threw an interception. But um, so it'll be interesting to keep an eye on what they do there. Are they going to roll with Minshew? Are they going to go back to Foles? What really are the details there? Was what did he get hurt or like I don't really you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's different factors to look into there for the Jags. But again, the Bucks one of those teams that when you don't expect anything out of them, they, they find a way to win a game. Okay, well, I didn't want to go through all the games, but I did want to talk about our local teams. The Rams had a very good weekend. Yeah. Not the team you or I saw when we saw them at home, but 34-7 to over the Cardinals. Yeah, the good Rams, win. you know, I saw a little bit of, like, McVay's post-game speech, like, what a way to respond to to last week's. Obviously, they got blown out the week before, but they kind of came. They, it almost like it, they woke up, and they must have had a great week of practice, motivated, refocused, remotivated this week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was really not even close from the very beginning. They got on the on, on Arizona, and they kind of just beat them down. Jared Goff threw just, for 424 yards, like 300 in the first half, I want to say. And, yeah. you know, Two Woods had 13 wow. catches. Higby had 100 yards and a touchdown. You know, it was just one of those games where Gurley had 95 yards. Yeah, Gurley he looked all right, and Taylor Rapp for the defense got after him. Taylor Rapp, the rookie safety, got a pick six. So, you know, really the Rams just dominated all three phases of this game, and and you know that's kind of the Rams that teams had kind of ex- you expected to see this year, and we hadn't really seen it lately. Um, so it's good to know that that's still in them, but it may be too late. Um, for their playoff push at this point, they're they're seven and five, um, and they kind of need to rely on. Well, they need to kind of win out, and they need the Vikings to kind of lose a little more. So right. speaking of that, um, Seattle helped the Rams' chances to make the playoffs by beating the Minnesota Vikings on Monday night, last night, 37-30. to They win what was actually a really entertaining game. Um, but in the end, again, we talk about Russell Wilson finds ways to win these games. Um, you know, he's unbelievable. Um, Tyler Lockett actually had zero points for me in that game, but um, Chris Carson had a big game. Uh, Rashad Penny had a big game. And of course, Russell Wilson continues to be a, be a stud. Cousins wasn't. Cousins played well, actually. He, he had 276 yards versus Russell's 240 yards. Right. Yeah. Actually, Cousins. It's the same thing. He had two again. Touchdowns, the Vikings touchdowns, interception, interception. So they yeah. were fairly matched. The Vikings look good. That you know they're 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 a yeah. team to be reckoned for. That's one thing I'm worried about. Like I don't I don't know if they're going to lose enough games for the Rams making the playoffs. So that's kind of tough. Yeah. Speaking of a team that's kind of fought their way back into the playoffs, this was actually an interesting matchup this week was the Steelers and the Browns because it was kind of the rematch of the last time they played was that brawl. So there were some people, you know, kind of interested in what's going to happen. Is there going to be any extracurricular activity, which there was thankfully not any fights or anything, but the Steelers went out and they won this football game, putting themselves right in control of that wild card spot. The Browns, man, you look at this, man, you think back and you're like, you know, people were so hyped on them in the preseason, and and here we are, the Steelers on like one of the guys they were choosing. To do yeah, well I mean, some people yeah. thought he might have a chance to make an MVP type campaign. Well, and, well, no, obviously not. But I think that went away early. But still, <laughs> but here you are. Here, here you are. Weeks. Yeah, here you are losing to the Steelers, who are on their third string quarterback, Duck Hodges. I mean, geez, what can you say? Um, 
Packers, you know, won comfortably over the Giants. One of the yes. cool notes in that game was that it was snowing. That was kind of interesting. We're starting to see that I football like, weather coming I into like play. Those games. It's terrible to be out playing it. I don't want to sit in the stands, but I like watching it from home. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. I know, Steve, you're trying to uh, avoid this game because you wanted to protect Joe, but we have to get on him. The Eagles lost to the Dolphins this I, week, 37-31. I, I know. That was definitely maybe the biggest shock of the week, really, if we look but at a it. a tighter game than I would have expected, 31-37. Yeah, and, and one of the one of the cool plays of that game was the punter. Th- I ended up throwing a touchdown pass to the kicker. They did like a trick play. That was one of the cooler plays. Yeah. But, I mean, that's sort of just one of those ones where you're like, Man, the Eagles saw the Cowboys lose on Thursday night. They have a chance to really kind of assert themselves in that division. And against the Dolphins, everyone kind of basically put the win to the Eagles beforehand. You're assuming they're going to win this game. And they just didn't. I mean, you put up 31 points, but you give up 37 to the Dolphins, who have been right. not have been a great they have offense. Not been scoring. So that was kind of really disappointing. Another team that was really disappointing this week, the Raiders, Raiders man. The Only Chiefs. they got blown out by the Chiefs, forty to nine. Again, a few weeks ago, I'm sorry, I have to apologize for kind of giving the Raiders some props because they're right to where we thought they were. The Raiders, the Raiders, man. I, we thought they were kind of on the rise. I, I've told you, it's like I, yeah. my dad and I used to talk about the Raiders and it'd be like, oh, they're doing, they're good, doing good, they're doing good, and then boom, they'd stumble, yeah. something would happen, and you're like. Kind of like what happened here. I mean, the Chiefs are good, but... Yeah, I mean, again, now you start to look... I'm starting to think, man, the Chiefs, they're starting to wake up. Um, I'm, You know, I think right now the Ravens' biggest threat in the AFC is probably the Kansas City Chiefs um, because, as we saw, the Patriots lost to the Texans 28-22, and really it wasn't that close. I mean, the Patriots made a a late rally to kind of get it to that point. But the offense for the Patriots did not play well throughout the early parts of this game. People are wondering, you know, where their weapons they have. Obviously, James White had a big game. Edelman, these are kind of short pass catchers. They don't really have a deep vertical threat like they had with like a Gronk or, you know, when they had, you know, maybe some other guys in the past, Randy Moss, you know, if we think a little bit further back. But they don't really have that vertical threat to kind of stretch the field. So, Teams are starting to realize, oh, if we double cover Edelman and stuff, you can really stymie the Patriots' offense. But props to the Texans. They went out and beat them. Uh, They put up, you know, the points, Hopkins and Fuller and all those guys. Watson continues to be impressive. Um, You know, so that, you know, good for them. And then I guess we could just briefly mention, you know, Crimea Rivers, Chargers. 20. 20 to 23. They kind of blew this one. It, It looked like the... The Broncos were almost going to maybe take a knee and go to overtime, but then they decided to take a shot, and the Chargers got a pass interference that basically put them in field goal range, and it basically blew it. We, we've been talking about the Broncos. One thing I will note, I, this is, I think, every loss the Chargers have had was eight losses at this point. They've all been within a touchdown, man. They just find a way to not win these close games. It's really unfortunate. <laughs> Yes, you know we yes. talk about the, we talk about it Russell Wilson. River. It is. We talk about Russell right Wilson there. finding a way to win these games, and the Chargers are finding ways to lose these games, and it's unfortunate, but it's just the reality. But we did. We've been mentioning for weeks about Drew Locke maybe getting a chance for the Broncos. Well, here they are. They started him, and in his first start, they get a win. So maybe again, maybe the Broncos maybe they found something with Drew Locke. Obviously, it's too early to know for sure. But it's got to be frustrating for Rivers. I mean, we talk about Crimea River. He had two hundred sixty-five yards, two two touchdowns. Locke had 134, two touchdowns. Yeah. Like you, you said, they just they found a way. 
to lose. lose yeah, I feel bad. And, you know, I, I, I've always been a kind of a Rivers fan. I think I like his sort of – he's got a high energy. He's a, he's a good guy. But, man, I don't know what it is, man. This team just mm. doesn't – I don't know if they're just missing a piece here or there, but they just don't quite have what it takes right now. And it's right. really weird because last year they were so good um, and they were winning these games. I guess that's the difference between this year and last year. Well, but It seems in football back-to-back is very difficult to do. It's true. But right. I guess um, we'll, we should start. Do you want to just um, mention? So as of right now, the AFC playoff picture, um, we got the Ravens and the pa- uh, pa- uh, geez, the Ravens and the Patriots are the teams with the buys this week. Right. Um, the one seed being the Ravens because they beat the Patriots, as we all remember that a few weeks back. Um, so they would all have a buy right now. I, I have to agree, yeah, because of the way they beat the Patriots. Yeah, well, yeah, so that's the way that works. You talked about the wild games, and you've already mentioned the Chiefs being a good contender to take on the Patriots. You know, the Bills are right there with them. Yeah, that actually definitely looks like the more competitive uh, matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Bills-Chiefs right now would be slated to play each other in Arrowhead. You tend to favor Kansas City at home. Um, but the Bills, man, they're tough. They, they're going to give every anybody they play a, a tough matchup for sure. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is an interesting one. We got the Texans versus the Steelers. Again, you think back a few weeks ago, you wouldn't have necessarily saw the Steelers in this position. So fair play to them. I don't know if they have the firepower, though, to keep up with Houston if this right. were, if they were to play this game today. So I would tend to favor Houston. But, again, Pittsburgh, man, they find ways to win games, so maybe they would keep it close and find a way to win. If we shift over to the NFC, um, we got this. The, it's a little bit more competitive, I guess you would say, a lot more top heavy. You got the the Saints and the Seahawks right now as the teams with buys. Again, both ten and two teams. There's also a ten and two team, the uh, the Niners. But now, yeah, but as of the way it's slated right now, they'd have to be going into Dallas. Um, which again, you know, never easy to go on the road in the playoffs and win a game, but. A definitely doable, they, especially they, they have, I think, especially yeah. considering that that we just talked about the Cowboys haven't won a game against a winning record team this year. No. You would probably favor the Niners in that matchup, and then the other one, an inner division matchup, Green Bay and Minnesota, um, who actually will still play again this year in a couple weeks. So it could be maybe a preview of the playoff matchup right. we will see. So uh, that'll be interesting. Of course, being in Green Bay, it's going to be cold, potentially snowing. Um, that'll make things interesting. Yeah, but I don't know how much that's going to affect the Vikings. Yeah, it may not I mean, affect it, the Vikings. It, it, they are a dome team when yeah. they play at home, oh, so maybe. Right. But maybe. but again, living in Minnesota, they're used to the cold, so it shouldn't that's be that right. big of an but issue. Dome, it shouldn't be an issue, but maybe it will be. I don't know. Kirk Cousins... You know, again, he's kind of surprised us this year, but he's also had letdown games. So we'll have to see how he performs. You tend to think, though, the Vikings will be okay because they are good defensively and they can run the ball with Cook. So even if in a rain, in a snow game, they they're not going to be kind of out of it. Right. So I guess we should start to look back into our Family Matters League. Okay. I always seem to, I I listen to some of our old podcasts and I always seem to say, oh unexpected wins just things didn't happen the way i thought they would i think that really applies to our family matters league this week with, with yeah definitely the drum line definitely some some sort of upsets i guess you would say but in fantasy you know it's hard to really say someone's ever a favorite but this week again i'm not going to hide from it my team was the low performer of the week disappointing for sure i only put up 84 points uh, my top scorer was josh allen with 23 
Um, but I had a zero from Lockett and only one point from Tevin Coleman and three from George Kittle. Again, not outputs you would expect. Um, one of my biggest sort of mishaps was not playing Robert Woods this week, put up 30 points on my bench. Um, but it wouldn't have mattered because Ben put up a 139. Yeah, Ben had a great week. Did and, 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 and also, I mean, again, to be fair to him, he also, he played Adam Thielen who, <laughs> who'd end up not playing on Monday night. Um, but he'd already set his lineup obviously. Yeah. And I remember looking at this and he's like, oh, and then can he change him? But his whole bench had already played that morning. You're so he done. couldn't, he couldn't make any yeah. moves. So he was forced to take the zero. It didn't matter because the rest of his team performed, especially behind the 28 points from Watson and 28 from Alshon Jeffrey. Right. So, again, fair play to you, Ben. Uh, good luck in the playoffs. <clears throat> Moving on down, uh, we had Nick Red Foreman's foot actually beat Ryan. A little bit of an upset, a little bit of a, a last year's Super Bowl matchup. Yes, uh, that's exactly what I thought. Kind of I'm looking at these renaissance, scores. but. Yeah, Nick was actually led by Kenny Galladay, put up 25 for him this week. But Hollywood Brown only had one, so that was definitely disappointing. For Ryan, really kind of a down week. Um, he only got seven. His top score was 17 from Darren Waller. And then he had six points from DJ Chark and Aaron Jones. So, you know, not a great week from Ryan. I don't know if he's resting starters or what. His guys were demotivated this week because they knew they were making the playoffs. Exactly. You know, but, that um, could have totally been it. That totally could have been it. But, but only 89 points. Again, you know, I know I'm a little worried my team's performance only 84 points now going to the playoffs. Again, can't afford a bad week going forward now for us. We get in the playoff run. So hopefully maybe we're getting our bad weeks out of the way. I, that's what I'm trying to rationalize you myself know, I'm, here. I'm looking at it as like <laughs> we just got through October. It's Halloween. And, and you thought you thought me and Nick were just out of it. But we reached up and had to trip somebody as they went through the graveyard. So yeah, at fair least we got our shots fair play. on that. Yeah, well, speaking of the drum line, they put up 147 this week. I high think score. the high score for the week. <laughs> and, you know, we're able to beat the, you know, the jungle. You know, you were led by 36 from James White. Unbelievable performance for you. Right. Even in a losing effort for the Patriots. Uh, Jameson Crowder only got two, but again, it didn't matter. You put up 147. You know, one thing I looked at J- Greg's roster. You know, he his best guy was Cup this week with 18. You know, he did get a negative one from Philadelphia defense. But outside of that, nobody else on his team scored under 10. So actually a pretty solid week from Greg. But nobody scored over over 20 either. Right. Know? Yeah, it was one of those wins so where. You needed that. Yeah, everybody kind of had an okay game. Yeah. Usually you're happy with that, but nobody kind of carried him. Right. Nobody carried it And up. then Philly's defense let him down. I think I don't blame him for playing Philly this week against Miami, but it didn't work out. Obviously, I, I got lucky. I'm, at least I'm ending it. I got the yeah, text. but I mean that's what you got to do. You can end strong. End strong. And then another uh, important matchup we'll get into, but Jim ninety to John one twelve. Uh, John was led by Sutton's twenty three, and and his low was actually eight with Diggs, so not too bad. Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Johnny. Um, Jim, on the other hand, you know he was led by twenty four from Devonte Adams. Mm-hmm. And but he had a donut from uh, Ronald Jones, which he had a couple guys on his bench who actually did okay. You know, again, sometimes this stuff happens. I had this, like I mentioned, Robert Woods. I left on my bench. Sometimes you have these tough matchup decisions where who do I go with this guy? Do I go with that guy? You make the wrong decision, it kind of costs you a week. But um, you know, fair play to John. Okay, we had nobody on buy this week, right? No, everybody's so nobody's on buys at, at this point. So I'm looking at Jim's bench, and he had he had a bunch of donuts there. We have to shake things up there, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a fair point. Um, another again big upset, I guess you would say. Noseman 
beating Joe. 127-123, Noseman's first win in a while, it seems. Yep. Um, and he was, again, a close matchup over Joe, four-point win. And Joe, I mean, Joe's been on good form. I think it, went on, it was on like a five-game win streak or something. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's a big win beating Joe. Uh, he was led by 34 from Devontae Parker. Great performance. Again, not only did Joe, you know, obviously an Eagles fan, see his team lose to the to the Dolphins, but the Dolphins' top performer was who he went against in fantasy, so it was like double <laughs> negative this week for Joe, kind of piling on the misery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he only got one from Tyrell Williams, whereas Joe uh, you know, was led by Wentz and uh, Derrick Henry with 24 each, and then his boy Ertz only got five this week. Um, so that kind of, you know, after looking at all that, that kind of puts our playoff bracket in place. Uh, we got Ryan on a bye week, as we know. That puts Greg falls down to the five seed, um, where he'll take on the four seed team Ben. This, so that'll be interesting. So basically, we'll see the winner of uh, of Greg and Ben getting Sweet. to go against Ryan in a couple weeks. Um, that'll be really interesting to see how that plays out. We also have Jim versus myself, uh, screwed by the bell. Um, this Jim being the sixth seed, um, I'm in the third seed. Right. Um, so that should be an interesting matchup. I know we've played, I think, twice already this season. And I think we may have split it. I think I won and he's won. So it should be interesting twice. to see right. how okay. it goes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then John is actually going to take on Joe. Uh, John snuck into the seventh seed. We talked about it from the beginning. He was at last place at one point. And he fought his way up to the seventh seed. Um, again, Nick may want me to mention that it came down to John and Nick at the end of the season there. Yeah. Uh, they both ended up with the same record. Um, Joe, Nick was rooting on Jim to beat John because John had the tiebreaker with uh, having more points scored uh, over the season, and John was able to be successful. So fair play to John. And he'll get to take on Joe, who, again, is going to look to bounce back after that loss to Noseman this week. Unfortunately, that means that Nick is in the eighth seed looking outside – of the playoff picture, our reigning champion in this league. So we will not have a repeat. We've yet to have a repeat winner in the how four years or so we've won it. We've played again. I think back, I believe the first year we played Johnny won the league. He, yeah, he, he never came back. Out. Yeah, He retired right. Out. Um, I won the league. Joe won the league. Nick's won the league. And um, Nick is now not, not in it. So we have no, no chance for uh, a two Pete for Nick. Um, but there is a chance for me or Joe to become a second time winner again. Um, but all, all eyes are on Ryan as the one seed, um, favorite definitely. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, any perspective on, you know, who, what teams you think are, are looking good coming to the playoffs, Steve? Um, you know, just wanted to do a shout out for Placentia drumline and, and team knows, man, we, we we were also Rans in it, and we, we oh, came yeah. to life at the end of the end of the season. You know, so that that was good. You know, this is actually an interesting point. They talk about not many teams get to finish on a win, right? Besides, like the champion, but you guys got to finish on wins. That's right. You know, so that that's something actually to keep in mind. So, uh, so as, fair as play to say, you. As as we say, the roller coaster was going down, down, down. But you know what? We caught a little bit of air as we were coming back up. So that was a good thing. Yeah. As for who I would say, well, the commission is going to be very hard to beat. When I saw Nick win this week, I thought, oh, my God, Nick's coming back. But unfortunately, it wasn't enough to get him into the playoff. So that means who's going to be, mm, you know? 
It's it's kind of all up in the air. I mean, I mean, Joe's got a great record with eight and five right now, but Ben is on the upswing if he can just avoid another tie. Um, I, I I just looking at the record. I'm I'm probably gonna uh, back Joe with the South Park States um, as being um, the best one that's gonna go up against the Commission. But so looking at this, obviously I'm say, obviously I have a horse in this race. I'm still in it, yes, but. Right. From an unbiased opinion, I knew at the beginning of the year I was hoping that this could be Greg's year. Because um, as I mentioned, um, I've won, Joe's won, Nick, we've all won the league at some point. We're like, Greg was the one Governor guy who's kind so of been left G- in the dirt. This is the G um, that needs to win. Yeah. And, you know, and, and the, way the, the way the old conferences worked, he never got to make the playoffs those years because the way, you know, we kind of beat each other up and then he yeah. didn't, he ended up not making it. So here's his finally hits a shot in the playoffs, Greg. Um, he's been putting in extra effort this year. We know with the podcast and different things, so he's going to give him a best run. I'm going to be, you know, silently right rooting there, for him. Too. Well, I'm going to be rooting for. Jer- I honestly don't think my team has really played that great this year. Um, I don't have a ton of optimism. Of course, I'm going to try and put my best lineup together and and give it a run. But really, um, I'm rooting for Greg. I will admit it. All right. All um, right. at least in that side of the bracket. Ryan's going to be tough to beat. Ben's going to be tough to beat. He just beat me pretty badly yeah. this week. So good luck to to Greg. But um, and really good luck to everybody who's made it this far. You know, we've had seven guys you've kind of put together good seasons, ups and downs, and, and it's been really fun, and let's kind of see how this thing plays out. Exactly. Well, I think so we've done that. Let us go on to NFL Week 14. Yeah, here we are, kind of crunch time in the NFL. This is kind of down the stretch here. Who's going to make the playoffs? Who's going to sort of separate themselves? You know, seeding. Or is that is that position yeah, as we were right just now? Talking, as we were just talking, talking about. You're right. So starting us off Thursday night. Uh, we got the Cowboys going into Chicago. That should be an interesting one, Steve. I think you're right. Now, you know, I want to take the Cowboys. I yeah, do. I agree with you. But don't I think the Chicago have a winning record? They they do though. That's the thing. It's, and we know sh- that Cowboys not going to just roll over. Cowboys. We, we we talked about it. Cowboys haven't won against a winning team yet. I mean, they're sixty-five. I'm still maybe this, the yeah, maybe this is where the Cowboys kind of get over the snide, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's what we need to have. Okay, so Steve's going to go for the Cowboys. Ball. You know what? I tend to agree with you, man. I, I just don't have any sort of faith in the Bears at all. I'll just be honest with you. I just don't think they're good. Um, I have not been impressed by their offense. Their defense is not as good as it was last year, and yeah. they're still good, but. I think the Cowboys, again, this would be an interesting one. I think if the Cowboys don't win, there's a chance that we might start to see Jason Garrett kind of in trouble <laughs> in Dallas. So I think that they're going to find a way to win this game. I, I, you know, I wouldn't mind the Bears winning. I could care less if the Cowboys lose, but yeah. I think they're going to find a way to win it. All right, I'm going to put you down for the Cowboys, but I think this will be a tight game. Yeah. And, and like you said, if the Bears pull this off, there's going to be trouble in the You could put Nick on the Bears. I think he said last week he's never going to pick the Cowboys or something yes. to that effect. And Greg, Greg, let's see. Um, I don't know what Greg's I thinking. What Greg would think I don't even Greg. know if Greg knows what he's thinking on, in these <laughs> sort of circumstances. I guess we could we could jump ahead to uh, to Sunday night. This should be a big conference matchup. We got the Seahawks go, going in against the Rams. Man, the Seahawks have been playing so well. The Rams, you start to wonder, are okay, they the back? Rams, the Rams are at home, though. Are they back, or was last week against Arizona kind of a, an aberration? Hard to know. And the one thing I will say is the last time these teams played earlier, the Rams missed the kick that would have beaten the Seahawks. 
again, looking back, maybe the Rams might be kicking themselves. Uh, that missing that kick might make them miss the playoffs this year. But the Rams have to win. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, well, or buts about it. The, Ram, the Rams on the, on the they're in a must-win zone. I think they're going to win. I, I think that they're going to they're going they, again. They they've shown they can play well against Seattle. I've seen them down in in, in seeding wise or, or power ranking wise. They're down at twelve. So like you said, this is a game they need to. Yeah. Win. I mean, again, they're probably the underdogs. Seahawks have played so well, but yeah. I think the Rams. I mean, what they got nothing to lose at this point. They got to kind of go for it. This is all or nothing. Basically, have to win out to have a chance to make the playoffs. So I, I'm going to say that they can pull it off. Um, what's your thoughts, Steve? You, you thinking the same way? No, yeah, fair play. I'm going. I'm going with the Seahawks on this. I just, you know, and the, I think the reason I'm doing that is the Rams are at home, and for, I don't know if there's a curse or something about LA in there or what it is, but you saw them. Mind you, we saw them well, against the 49ers. We saw them against the Ravens. So you do make a good that's point. Not totally fair about the Rams. You know, why? Why is talking about teams being at home so important? It's because some teams have home field advantages. Right. The Rams don't have a huge home field advantage, at least compared to some other teams, like you know the Seahawks yeah. or New Orleans or whatever. Some of these teams have huge advantages when they're at home. The Rams, you know, not quite that much of a huge advantage at home. So that's fair play. But um, again, I just think that they're going to have to, you know, they're going to find a way to do it. If they okay. don't, I, I'm going to go down with the ship anyway. So that's, that's okay. So no, fair play to that. Fair, 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 now, fair. an interesting one here is is actually Monday night. We got yes. the, the Giants and the Eagles, who are both coming off embarrassing losses, I guess you could say, um, and and that's maybe why I like the Eagles this week because. Jeez, man, you lose to the Dolphins, man. Something's if that doesn't wake you up, nothing else will. Um, th- and but the other thing is, like the Giants are on like a huge losing streak at this point. Um, I don't, I can't even really recall last time they won. Otherwise, it really doesn't. It doesn't matter, except the Eagles kind of need to win and to kind of stay on pace with the Cowboys because the Cowboys are six and six. Right. Eagles are are five and seven, so they're really only like a game behind if they can win. Um, so they have to win. I mean, they can't, the Eagles pretty much have to win out at this point too. We talked about the Rams and, and so you think about that way, you know, if they lose to the giants here the week after losing to the dolphins, Dolphins, I mean, it's game over for the Eagles and they're going to have to start looking, looking ahead. So yeah, I'm going to go Eagles. Um, I think I think we probably would all pick Eagles if Nick and Greg were here, yeah, but I don't want to assume. And I'm not even just doing it out of loyalty to uh, to, to Joey. I, I the Giants like are not, said they need it. They, yeah, they, I'm hoping they're going to be motivated. To the do Giants that. just are not that good. Ultimately, right. um, although the Eagles' pass defense is obviously not very good, so maybe if you have you know a giant player in fantasy, maybe you want to play them because they might put up points uh, fantasy wise this week. I know. Um, I'm considering playing Daniel Jones in one of my leagues, um, so mm-hmm. it's something to look into. But um, an interesting matchup. I wouldn't have thought um, the Falcons would have been necessarily favorites, you know, a week ago today. But now with Panthers just firing their head coach, you know, oh, yeah. are they going to be in a little bit of disarray going into Atlanta this week? They just fired their coach on a Tuesday. You know, the, this guy. So I think the Falcons might be a yeah. good pick this week if you're looking at it that way. Um, I don't think anybody's still in their survivor, but I think that's a yeah. Good I mean, if you but if you're just kind of making picks, um, right. another kind of interesting one: the Dolphins, Jets. Yeah, the Dolphins are what? Are believe it or not. Right <laughs> well, no, I don't think they're on a winning streak, but they they looked good. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say I think you favored the Dolphins here because yeah. the Jets just lost to the Bengals. Yeah, 
And the Dolphins, you know, are now three wins and just beat the Eagles, who are, you know, a decent team, not necessarily great. But I think you tend to favor the Dolphins here. Yeah, I think I'm going to agree with Believe you. Believe it or not, you picked the Dolphins. All um, right, we won't go through all of them, but. Maybe the game the, of the week, yeah. 49ers versus the Saints. NFC, right now the, the Saints are top seed. San Francisco is at the fifth seed. But their their track record, 10-2-0, and and oh, that's going to be a good game. You make a good point, Steve. This game, we you know, again, is going to have huge implications on who gets the bye in the NFC. Right. You know, if the Saints win this game, they kind of cement themselves at the one spot right now mm-hmm. and maybe are able mm-hmm. to hold that on. Whereas the Niners, they win this game, all of a sudden – they're back at 11 wins, and maybe if the Rams could beat the Seahawks, they're back as the one seed. So kind of some different circumstances at play here, definitely. That that game is definitely a must-watch game this week. I don't know if I can pick because as much as I like to Yeah, I don't Saints, know, man. I don't know. I've seen the 49ers, and they're good. You know what? I think, I'm gonna, I, I think the Niners are better than the Saints, but like we talked about, it's hard to go and win in New Orleans, and – Sean Payton's good there. That, that, that's why you say it, that's a game you definitely want to watch. You yes. probably don't bet on it because it's such a good game. But um, you want to kind of see what do the Saints have cooked up to go against this good uh, San Francisco defense. I'm hoping that's the game that we they have on network television because I didn't get to see the Ravens play this week. Oh, was it? It was. No. Oh, you know what? We had a similar issue. We uh, they they were showing like infomercials or something. Nick was pissed okay, off about on. it. Because it showed on the guy that the game was on, but it wasn't. Fortunately, we were able to kind of see it through the Red Zone channel. But So I need, I need to like call Joey and get this hookup on the Reddit, <laughs> the Reddit Live or something like that because I was a little frustrated. I'm watching the highlights on the phone every 20 minutes. Yeah, you can try and look, maybe look on like the NFL app. Maybe you can kind of see got, some of those I got the highlights. So kind I of see some, some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But anyways... Moving on to that. Moving so, on to see if there's I, any other. Oh, well, another game of the week potential. And we talked about the NFC, uh, you know, sort of by discussions. But AFC also Chiefs at Patriots this week. Kind of the rematch of the AFC championship game last year. That's going to be a heck of a game. Ooh, that's kind of the same um, setup I just said. You have a second seed versus the fourth seed down at the bottom. The yeah. Wow. And, and really, in their current form, I think I'm favoring the Chiefs right now. Um, again, I don't know if you bet on this game because it's like one of those close no. ones, but you don't you never betting against the Patriots. But I'm favoring the Chiefs to win this one just because you know they're playing so well and the Patriots kind of off right now. Again, the Patriots always find a way to to, to kind of right the ship, especially this time of year, December, um, January football. But Brady but, has not been the Tom Brady of the past. Right, and, and but but it's funny because whenever you start to say, "Oh, Brady's not doing this or that," that's when he plays his best. So it's like you, you got to yes, be careful. I've had that same yeah, thing exactly. With Aaron Rodgers, yeah, Aaron's not doing well. Suddenly, boom. There yeah, he but goes. especially with Brady, I feel like I've I've seen this. It's like deja vu. I've seen this story before. Oh, the Patriots' offense is not that good. All of a sudden, oh, they put up fifty points or something. So, like that. Yeah, but but to be fair, like if you were to just look at the kind of the way they've been performing, you would you would kind of favor the Chiefs. But I, I think that game is much watch TV. Got to get it on your TV, Steve. Hopefully they show it for you this week. I know I need that. Um, I need that. <laughs> to see the Chiefs Patriots right. game. Um, and I think that's about all we got to talk yeah. about this week. Um, again, congratulations to uh, everyone who made the playoffs in Family Matters. We'll kind of continue to monitor how that goes as we go on. Um, Yes, I got I got the text message from the commissioner.
Commish, if you did not make the playoffs, blah, 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 <laughs> Where's blah. the money? Show me the money. <laughs> Show me the money. That's what he's saying. He, basically. Um, Is this text just to me? No, but it feels like it. <laughs> It's, it does feel like it. basically it. directed right at you yeah, and Nick. Yeah, I feel right And, now. and Kent, that's, that's yeah. Okay. Fair play. All right, well, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, we were down two men. Hopefully we're all back next week. And uh, as we're getting ready for the holiday season, I hope everybody just stay safe out there, play your best lineup, and uh, have a great week, everyone. Yeah, happy holiday. I mean, we're getting that holiday uh, vibe now, kind of. Again, starting to get cold. Make sure you you know keep, you stay bundled up, stay warm. I know it's kind of been like sweater season. People kind of put their fireplaces on, different things like that. Um, but again, it's always a wonderful time of the year, and uh, look forward to seeing you guys again for Christmas or something. Um, and we we'll kind of maybe at that point discuss how the season went. Take care.